We will worship our regular weekend schedule. So December 30th, that Saturday at 5 p.m., and then December 31st at 8.30 and 11 a.m. A reminder about our special church survey. Please find time, if you can, to fill out that survey. There is a QR code in the Chapel Weekly. There's a link on our website on the homepage. And there are paper copies at the Welcome Center. So if you could fill that survey out before January 14th, we would appreciate that. Thank you very much. God's blessings as we worship together this morning. We stand and share the peace of our Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The Son of Righteousness shall rise with shining beams of healing. Let us gather under the wings of God's mercy. Gracious God, we acknowledge that we are sinners and we confess our sins, those known to us that burden our hearts and those unknown to us but seen by you. We know that before you nothing remains hidden and in you everything is revealed. Free us from the bondage, liberate us from the bondage of guilt. Work in us that which is pleasing in your sight for the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. From the house of David, God raised up a mighty Savior. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. Remembering the covenant, God delivered us from our enemies. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. Before God, we are holy and righteous, free to worship without fear. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who comes to set us free. With a heart full of mercy and compassion, God saves us and he forgives us all our sin. Christ, the dawn from on high, shines upon us and by the light of the Holy Spirit guides our feet into the way of peace. Amen. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Four candles are ignited into flame as the mystery of Jesus unfolds. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, judge and king, when the time had fully come, you sent your son, born of a virgin, for us and for our salvation. Come, Lord Jesus, with your grace to all the places of the world where people desperately need you. Come and give us the gift of yourself, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit one God, now and forever. Amen.
You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the seventh chapter of 2 Samuel. After the king was settled in his palace and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am living in a palace of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it for the Lord is with you. That night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan saying, go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all of the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture and from following the flock to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut off all of your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men of the earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did at the beginning and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. This is the word of the Lord. We speak responsibly our psalm of the day, portions of Psalm 89. I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth I will make your faithfulness known through all generations. I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you established your faithfulness in heaven itself. You said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David, my servant, I will establish your line forever and make your throne firm through all generations. The heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness too in the assembly of the holy ones. Once you spoke in a vision to your faithful people. You said, I have bestowed strength on a warrior. I have exalted a young man from among the people. I have found David my servant. With my sacred oil I have anointed him. My hand will sustain him. My hand will sustain him. Surely my arm will strengthen him. No enemy will subject him to tribute. No wicked man will oppress him. I will crush his foes before him and strike down his adversaries. My faithful love will be with him, and through my name his horn will be exalted. I will set his hand over the sea, his right hand over the rivers. He will call out to me, You are my Father, my God, the Rock, my Savior. I will also appoint him my firstborn, the most exalted of the kings of the earth. I will maintain my love to him forever, 
and my covenant with him will never fail. I will establish his line forever, his throne as long as heavens endure. The epistle is from the 16th chapter of Romans. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel in the proclamation of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all nations might believe and obey him. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Your baby boy 
will one day rule the nation. Did you know that your baby boy is heaven's perfect lamb? And the sleeping child you're holding is the great We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who is said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn together.
this fourth Sunday in Advent is from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, verse 37. For nothing will be impossible with God. Mary, a virgin betrothed to Joseph, received a visit from Gabriel, one of God's angels. The angel tells us, tells her that God favors her and that the Lord is with her. The angel comforts her and tells her not to be afraid because she has found favor with God. And she will conceive and bear a son who is named Jesus. And her son will be great, the son of the Most High. Her son will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom, which will have no end. And Mary heard all of this fantastic news, but she had a question. In fact, this is a legitimate question. And it's this, how will this be since I'm a virgin? The angel tells Mary that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and the power of the Most High will overshadow her. Therefore, the child will be born, therefore the child to be born will be called the Son of God. The angel tell, then tells Mary that her relative Elizabeth has also conceived, even though she's well past the age of childbearing. <laughs> Elizabeth, is, in fact, is six months pregnant. And the angel explains to Mary how all of this will be and how all of it, this can occur. The angel tells Mary, for nothing will be impossible with God. And this is not the first time that fallen man is, has to be reminded that God is more powerful than our limited imaginations can conceive. In Luke's gospel, the 18th chapter, Jesus tells the listeners who asked who can be saved after hearing how hard it truly is to get to heaven. And Jesus answers them, what is impossible with man is possible with God. We know from our confessions that we are helpless in our sins and that only through grace, by faith in Christ, can we be saved. The impossible made possible by God. And here's a way of looking at grace. Imagine you have a house. It's a beautiful house, although it has flaws. And during the day, it gets more and more flaws, gets dirtier. The appliances inside begin to break. And then, on top of everything else, at the end of the day, the house burns to the ground with all your possessions. And you think all is lost, but the next day, a brand new house, precisely like the one you lost, replaces it. And that's what our lives are like. Every day, we wake up to a new house, forgiveness of sins, and renewed in righteousness. Take Job, for example. Now, we all know the story of Job and how God allows Satan to destroy Job's life by taking away his possessions, his family, and then finally, Job's health. But the Holy Spirit was with Job. And even though he did question God, when he was rebuked by God, Job repented by saying, I know you can do all things. 
What a testament to faith in God. And it's not the first time that God has told someone that something impossible will happen. Take the story of Abraham and Sarah. God tells Abraham that Sarah will, be, will give birth to a child at a very advanced age. Abraham's response to God's message was to ask, shall a child be born to a man who's 100 years old? Shall Sarah, who is 90 years old, bear a child? Now, when God appears to Abraham later on, Abraham fixes him a mill, and when the Lord has finished the mill that Abraham prepared for him, he asks Abraham where Sarah was. Again, the Lord tells Abraham that he and Sarah will have a child, a son, in fact. Sarah laughs inside her tent because that's where she's been hiding, because they're old, and they just don't see this as possible. In fact, the Lord asked Abraham, why does Sarah laugh and say, shall I indeed have a child now that I am old? When the Lord asked Abraham why Sarah is laughing, Sarah denies that she's laughing. And the Lord tells both of them, is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. God had to remind Abraham and Sarah that he was the creator and that they were the creatures. And we often forget that we're not the creator. Instead, we're creatures created by God. We forget that God's ways are beyond our understanding and comprehension. And far too often we forget, just like Adam and Eve, that we are not God, nor can we be God. But we've become so impressed with our achievements that we forget that it's God that allows these achievements to happen. In our confessions, we state that God has made us and all creatures. He has given us our bodies, our souls, eyes, ears, all of our members, our reason, our senses, and he still takes care of them. He gives us everything we need, including our house, our spouses, our children, and all that we have. And he richly and daily provides us with all that we need to support our body in this life. And we can't do this for ourselves, but it is not impossible with God. When we're sick and the doctors heals us, it's God working through that doctor that brings us back to health. Paul, in his message to the Romans, again recalls God's interactions with Abraham when he promised that Abraham would be the father of a nation. Paul recounts that Abraham believed, but still had doubts because of his and Sarah's age. Paul tells the listeners at Rome that Abraham's faith increased and gave glory to God, fully convinced that God could do what he promised. And Abraham became a father when he was over 100 years old, along with Sarah, who was over 90, who up until this point was barren. But God can do the impossible for us, not because we deserve it, but because of faith in his son. The father gives us grace. 
And we know from our, from our confirmation that the third article of the creed tells us the, the impossibility of believing and having faith in God on our own. But our Heavenly Father, through the Holy Spirit, again produces the impossible when the Holy Spirit, through water in the Word in our baptism, grows us in faith to love our God and Creator. God makes our salvation possible through faith in His Son, who was born of a virgin. For our limited reason, we cannot comprehend the miracle we will celebrate this evening. Of course, the most incredible impossibility in our minds is that we know that on the last day, we will rise from the dead, both in body and soul. And not only will we rise from the dead, we will rise to a new heaven and a new earth. And we will be united with God, just as Adam and Eve were before the fall. Before the fall. Not only us who have fallen asleep, but the living in the twinkling of an eye will be transformed and we will gain our actual image lost in the Garden of Eden. When we try to think about this with our own reason, it seems impossible that this will happen. Still, because of the Holy Spirit, we know that just like we wake up refreshed from a good night's sleep, when God calls us on the last day, we will wake up as if we had been sleeping when our Lord, the bridegroom, calls for his bride, the church. But enough about us. Let's return to Mary and the impossible news she's receiving. Mary shows herself to be a faithful servant in God in receiving this news that sounds impossible, but is now a reality for Mary. For Mary, however, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the impossible things that she will see during her son's life. One of my favorite songs was the anthem this morning, Mary Did You Know. Mary had no idea that her son would do the impossible and one day turn wine into water. The angel didn't tell Mary that one day her son would drive out demons from possessed people that her son would walk on water, that he would feed 5,000 plus men and women and children, that he would raise a man from the dead who had been dead for four days, and that her son would die a criminal's death on the cross, but in doing so would save her and the world from sin. Three days later, he will rise from the dead and defeat death itself, guaranteeing life for Mary and all who believe in him. But for today, in the moment, Mary, a virgin, has just discovered that she will be the mother of the Most High, and that when she kisses her baby for the first time, she will kiss the face of God. That's impossible. Well, maybe for us, but never for God. Now may the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the true faith of the impossible that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please rise as we confess our true faith 
in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was recorded by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We praise you, O God. To you all angels cry aloud and the Holy Church throughout all the world gives you praise. For you sent your Son to take on our human nature for our salvation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, direct the hearts of all who are in the authority of earthly governments to serve your will. May they promote justice for all, compassion for all who suffer, and liberty and freedom for all they serve. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, we thank you for those who look out for our well-being and protect us from harm. Give your blessing and protection to police, to firefighters, to medical workers, to the members of our armed forces, and to all first responders whose vocations put them on the front lines of danger, trouble, and disaster. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, bless your word wherever it is proclaimed. Make it a word of power and peace to convert those not yet your own and to confirm those who have come to saving faith. May your word pass from the ear to the heart, from the heart to the lips, and from the lips to the life of faith in action. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Show mercy, Lord, to all your servants who face illness or any adversity. Today we especially remember Marlene Crawford, Kim Fears, Fred and Joanne Fanson, and Doris Eggers as she recovers from surgery. We also pray for other friends and family members and loved ones who need your healing touch. Heavenly Father, we ask that you restore their strength and bless them with your healing power. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of mercy, calm the fears and ease the worry of those struggling with financial stress due to loss of employment or other circumstances. Remind them that your gracious provision and deliverance most often appears in unexpected ways. 
Sustain their faith and give them wisdom to pursue every opportunity that you open before them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. stand as we sing our offertory together.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, the very word made flesh who came to dwell among us, fulfilling your word and bringing to earth the peace of heaven. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples. And he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This do as often as you drink of it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
We stand. Now may this eating and drinking keep and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Go in the Lord's peace and in his joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, almighty God, that you have refreshed us through the salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Remain standing as together we sing our recessional hymn, O Sing of Christ. Amen.